Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Rutgers has its uh, tight end coach. Uh, they are doing an in-house uh, promotion of Scott Vallone. He previously was an offensive assistant, a quality uh, control coach. Uh, he obviously played at Rutgers. He was a big-time recruit, uh, I think, in the class of 2008 or 2009. Um, this one makes a lot of sense, especially given the timing of everything. You kind of kind of missed the boat on a lot of uh, the coaching carousel issue, uh, situations. So I think it's a fine hire. Um, what do you what do you think of the, the elevation of Scott Pallone to tight ends coach? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the sexy hire that I think uh, everyone was kind of expecting a little bit uh, because there, there were some notable names out there. But if you noticed, like even the names we put out there that have connections to Greg and have connections to Kirk, uh, most of these guys are either they either sat out last year completely or they already got a new job within the past like month. Um, when you do that, you really don't want to move around a lot, uh, especially like say hypothetically a Clay Patterson. It's like hey, he's been in Florida for the past couple of years, then all of a sudden maybe just bought a house like in a uh, at Kent or close to Kent State, and it's like oh shit, now I got to sell this house and go again. Like it's it's a lot of work, and plus he has he has a lot of titles out there too at Kent State, so he's a tough one. A lot of other guys were. Bill Kenny was retired. A lot of guys are just just let go, so maybe they just want to take a year off and just get that paycheck, get that buyout money. Uh, but Scott Valone is a is a pretty good recruiter. He's been on a trail uh, over the past year with uh, Pat Flaherty on staff. He's been kind of rotating in for Pat uh, as far as going um, on the road, checking out uh, high schools, recruits, all that good stuff. And he, he played a major role in the recruiting trail this past season too. He helped him win Isaiah Crumpler, three-star wide receiver out of North Carolina, Corey Duff, four-star wide, wide receiver out of uh, New York, and Raynor Andrews, three-star offensive lineman out of Florida. So those are three different areas. He's also been involved with a couple other kids who have already gotten offers down in the Carolinas. And uh, he also just recently helped um, him and Charlie Noonan kind of were the tag team duo that helped him win Jaden Elijah, who's one of the better kids in state. So this is a, I, I think it's a pretty good hire. I don't think it's anything special, but I think it's a solid hire. And he's a guy that's paid his dues and Honestly, and I said this off the pot, I'll say it now, you're kind of just grooming him to be the next offensive line coach at this point. And I think that's a, that's, that's a good sign when you're running under a, a guy like Pat Flaherty. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pat Flaherty is one of the best to ever do it. Um, Rutgers is really lucky to have him. And we're, another thing we're kind of talking about offline is, you know, when you have these young coaches and you elevate them in title, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have a good mentor to show you the ropes and, you know, explain to you how to actually do the job either directly or indirectly either from you you know you watching how it's done or him telling you directly how it's done uh if you don't have that mentor it's really tough for a young coach to to succeed so i i would have a lot less um argument against hiring a young coach if they coached under pat flaherty for two years kind of being groomed to be an important Mm -hmm. role on the staff um because if you think about it at any job if you don't have a good leader showing you what you should do and you can't learn from them and ask them questions and really kind of dig into what it takes to get to where they were. 
if you have a bad leader above you, you're going to, you know, be hamstrung. Some people are just, you know, wonderkins and can do anything they put their mind to, but not everybody's like that. And yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think Valone is a clear, uh, target to be the tight, the offensive line coach, whenever Pat Flaherty leaves, unless Greg decides to make a splashy hire, which, you know, they have the money to do at this yeah. point. You know, you have a guy like Darnell Stapleton, who was the offensive line coach at Florida. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here a bit, but I think Greg will always have options uh, going forward, given the money he has, given that he's gotten coaches elevated in his 2.0 era. But I'm fine with this elevation in terms of uh, promoting Scott Fallone. It's also a weird time in the calendar. Like, yeah. if this would have happened, say... If Andy Arich left for Harvard first week of December, second week of December, I think we might be dealing with a different situation. But given we're midway through February, mm-hmm. spring practice is right around the corner. I think this makes a lot more sense um, to just kind of elevate Scott Valone and, and kind of run with that rather than bring guys in. Half, half the guys they might be talking to aren't really interested in making a move like you already alluded to. Yeah. So I, I like this hire a lot. Yeah, my other thing is this is going all in on blocking tight ends going forward, it seems like. Um, Now, you're going to hire the best recruiter for the tight ends position for the most part. We've said this multiple times over and over again. On staff, or I should say in-house, Scott Valone's probably your best off-the-field recruiter right now, so it makes sense to just promote him, give him a little bump. Um, I'd say he's... Yeah, no, by far. Like I, I know people have talked about Charlie Noonan, too, as a potential future assistant coach. But Scott Valone has just been more on the recruiting trail and has been more of a an asset on the recruiting trail. Charlie Noonan's helpful, don't get me wrong. He has ties in the New England area. He's very he's very good with some of those high school coaches. But I just said before, Scott has a four-star on his belt under his belt after one year of recruiting. Yeah. Um he's got one of the better linemen, one of the better prospects in the twenty twenty four class in Raynor Andrews. Isaiah Crumpler is someone I wouldn't even sleep on either. Uh Jaden Elijah in twenty twenty five. So he's he is the better recruiter and that's what he's gonna be that's what he's getting paid to do now. He's gonna be obviously he's gonna coach a little bit too. He's gonna help these guys learn more blocking concepts because he's been with the O line since he's been back with Rutgers in twenty twenty. Um but he's gonna help him with blocking concepts and all that. In terms of receiving stuff, like from a tight end standpoint, you're gonna have to look a little bit towards Dave Brock. And that's where Dave Brock's gonna try to help you out as much as possible, I think. Um, in terms of getting these guys to be better receivers. But again, it's Kirk Shiraka. It's his offense. He's only had really one year where he's had a really good, or had really good tight end usage, and that was, I think it was 2019 with Brevin Spanford or 2021. One of the, I forget what year it was, but out of all those years, most of the time the tight end's not getting more like than 200, 300 yards in a single season. That one season was a, like a aberration because it was just 500 yards out of nowhere from Brevin Spanford, who's phenomenal and I think going to be a steal of the draft, but. Um, other than that, he doesn't use them. He doesn't use them ever. So this is just it's what's going to be going forward. You're going to get a certified blocker at tight end, and it's going to help the quarterback too. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it also helps Scott Valone was a top recruit, so he was yeah. given the pitch for all these top schools. He was a four-star kid out of New York in 2008. Um, he wasn't the top player in New York. He was the third-ranked player his his uh, senior mm-hmm. year, but still he kind of knows what it's like. He went to St. Anthony's, same school, that KJ Duff went to, so he's got the yep. connection there. Um, just that entire New York City football uh, hotbed is is one big family. Like everybody knows everybody, despite how big it is. You know, you you would think maybe 
so and so wouldn't know so and so, but yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty tight knit group. So it's 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 good to have another inn in the New York metro area as well. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that we haven't hit on? Because we already we already put out a podcast earlier today. Is is there anything we haven't touched on on this hire that you want you thought was important to talk about? Uh, nothing too crazy. Like I said, he's uh he is just well known as a recruiter. He's gonna recruit that Long Island area better than anyone. Uh, I I'd argue he's probably. <laughs> one of the best Long Island recruiters out there, honestly. Um, it's not an area traditionally that produces a ton of talent, but it's getting a lot better over the year, over the past couple of years. Especially, uh, New York in general has just gotten a lot better over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's definitely going to be helpful there. And for some reason, he has a really weird connection down to the Carolinas that he does really good with uh, most of these kids. So um, we're seeing a lot more offensive linemen starting to tag him too in uh, offer tweets and stuff like that. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that going forward now that he can go visit schools, go visit players, go watch them in person now too, which again, stupid rule that you can only have 10 coaches on uh, off the off campus to recruit. But um, having him be able to do that and having him as like one of the younger guys that connects with these guys already, it's, it's only going to help things. Um, I think it's a pretty solid hire. I'm not going to, if I had to grade it, I wasn't going to throw this out there, but if I had to grade it, I'd probably say it's a B. Not gonna go any higher than that or any lower than that. I think it's just it's it's good based on timing, based on everything. It is it is a solid hire, and we'll see we'll see how he does. Maybe he gets another four star under his belt this cycle. So we'll just wait and see. I do have one other note I wanted to hit on uh, in in terms of the commiseration around Syracuse continuing to fall apart. Uh, they lost their leading receiver from last year. Damian Alford was dismissed from the program. Uh, and his his yeah his story was that. He went to the coaching staff and told them that he was going to explore entering the portal after the spring. And the next thing he knew, he was dismissed from the team. So who knows if that's true or not? Uh, a lot of Syracuse fans are saying it's bullshit. So I don't know if that's true. That's what he's putting out there. Um, but more more turmoil at Syracuse. And this some of that's normal. There's always going to be shaking up of the snow globe when a new coach arrives. But I mean, when coaches that he hot, when your new head coach hires are already leaving six weeks to eight weeks into their tenures, then that's not a good sign. Then you have your leading receiver leaving. Uh, I don't think that's the last of the uh, the bad news that's going to be coming into this program this offseason, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, it was reported. I shouldn't say it was reported. I reported it. Um, Khalil Ahmad, former Rutgers guy, uh, did end up going back to Penn State today. Um, Fran Brand actually liked our tweet on it, which was a little funny, but, um, I told, uh, there's a little, little, uh, not, not bad blood, but I'm sure I heard he wasn't too happy about the way things went down and he lost another recruiter too, um, in his recruiting department. And the fact that you've only been there since December and you're, this is all going on is just not a good look whatsoever. What, yeah. who am I to, uh, to judge the, the orange? They did have a good recruiting class. Uh, he did have a good little start, but it's, the, the wheels, I think the wheel, one wheel is a little shaky already, it seems like. So we'll see if uh, the whole uh, kit and caboodle falls apart or not. But uh, not looking good right now in the big north. Big north, like Canada, Syracuse, same thing, right? Yeah, big north of New Jersey or the big north of New York State. Maine, uh, Canada, Syracuse, what's the difference? It's cold. It's, it's cold and miserable, uh, and I would not want to go there. I can't imagine why kids would. Once they actually make that drive. Yeah, well, when you see that little check hit your bank account, I can understand a little bit. Yeah, when the money clears, I get it. But yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that's all we got today, guys. 
if you want to win the gnome, again, either comment below. Is this the last one? Are we actually giving this away? So we're going to, you know, we said this earlier that our next one would be after the Northwestern game, and then this happens. But here is the gnome in all its glory is a Rutgers branded uh, yard Ooh. gnome. You can bring it to your tailgates. Football. Put it in your front yard. You can put it in your office. It's got a little football on it. Uh, if you want to be entered to win this gnome, you either have to enter by uh, making a comment below mentioning the gnome, or you, which is our preferred method, is you have to give a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform mentioning the gnome. Uh, and we will be drawing that Thursday night or Friday, and we will show the drawing. So we'll get in contact with you, or we'll put your name out there and try and get in contact with you. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned to Thursday or Friday because uh, big-time basketball game we already talked about earlier today. This will be coming out on Wednesday morning, Valentine's Day. What a better day. What, what a better way to start your day than by listening to us, Valentine's Day yeah. morning. I see some smart people here decided to celebrate this weekend, so <laughs> I don't have to do anything. We got, we got, I got a pizza coming. That's about it. There you go. We're done. Yeah, Richie, uh, Richie and his lady uh, celebrated this past weekend, so he's freed up for the recruiting news that will probably drop. Right? Oh yeah. God, not again. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not predicting <laughs> any other like when our next podcast is because every time I do it, it there's an, yeah. something happens. It's inevitable. It always does. Yeah. But uh, so we'll see you whatever. soon. How about that? We will go. be back in your feeds in the very short future. For me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Sign off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.